Hey guys, you're listening to an incredible message from Pastor Brett called Root System right here on the Engage Network. My name is Brett. I'm the lead pastor here at Engage Church in Spruce Grove and Stony Plain, Alberta. And we are so honored that you're taking a part of your Sunday to be here with us. We are in the midst here of a series called Best Summer Ever. Uh, I was doing some Bible reading and uh, I got this verse just popped out at me and I couldn't stop thinking about it. I wanted to share it with you today. Psalm 112 verse 7. If you're ready, say, I'm ready. All right. Sounds like we're good to go. Sounds like we're good to go. Psalm 112 verse 7. It says, he is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. If, if, if I'm being honest, which I am, and we're having an honest conversation here today, I would say that's like hashtag life goals right there. The idea that we could live a life and not be afraid of whatever's coming our way. That we don't have to be nervous when we get news that we weren't, on, that we weren't expecting, when we get a diagnosis that we weren't anticipating. That my heart can be firm. But we know it to be true that our heart is only firm and secure and safe when we trust in the Lord. I believe that's why the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 3 wrote these words. Now remember, he wrote these words to the church in Ephesus. This church was a church that he started. He pastored it hands-on for three years. He He's not writing to a nameless, faceless crowd, but he's writing to his friends and he's writing to his family. Remember, he doesn't have kids. So this church family is his family. He writes these words. When I think of this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, that he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. There's an emphasis added here. It says that Paul fell to his knees and pray. He fell to his knees to pray. Now we know that the common way to pray in this era, in this time of scripture, was to stand to walk, or to pace. We're familiar with the idea of kneeling down. We, we get that mental picture kneeling beside, maybe the side of your bed to pray. But that wasn't common. This was an incredible sign of surrender. This was an incredible sign of dependency and desperation. He says, when I think about you, when I think about all this, when I think about the suffering, when I think about the pain, when I think about what you're going through, when I think about what I'm going through, I fall to my knees and I cry out to the creator of everything in heaven on earth. And he prayed what? He prayed for us that we might have inner strength. Flashing it back to Psalm 112, he prayed for inner strength so that he or she is not afraid of bad news or to say so that you're not afraid of bad news, that your heart is firm when you trust in the Lord. I don't know about you, but do you remember that first day back at school? Like you'd have all summer off and you come back to school 
Uh, and think about like the junior high days and like you just couldn't wait to get back to the first day of school because you wanted to catch up up with all your friends. It's been like two, three months. You haven't seen them. You haven't seen anybody. And, and to be honest, you wanted to show off your new outfit like you just got your back to school clothes and everyone wears the very best on the very first day. You know what? Maybe you should think about that. Maybe roll out the best on day two or three. Don't peak too soon. You know, don't peek too soon. But you want to show off your new, your new clothes, your new shoes. Your sneakers are white for one day, like one day only. That's the day. You're there to make your moment. You want to show everybody how good your tan is. And you just want to see where everyone else, like, sorted out. You want to see, did Jimmy grow out of the awkward face? Now, if you're anything like me and it's junior high, you're still in the awkward phase and you just haven't outgrown it. But you're hoping somebody might. You're hoping people will notice that a change has happened, that transformation has happened. Can I tell you that, that though transformation can happen on the outside, the kind of inner strength and the kind of transformation that we're talking about today is a transformation that only happens from the inside out. It comes from within you, except it's totally counterintuitive because though it comes from within you, it does not come from you. I'll say it again. It comes from within you, but it does not come from you. I want to flash it back to the Old Testament. If you're still with me, say, I'm with you. Awesome. I'm so glad you're here for the ride. And if you didn't say it, I pray condemnation on you and your family. Uh, we're flashing it all the way back to Exodus chapter 34. I'm just joking about the condemnation. Uh, we'll let the peace of God reach, uh, do something new in your heart today. Uh, Exodus chapter 34. We're jumping in at verse 29. Uh, let's go. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai, carrying the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant, he wasn't aware that his face had become radiant because he had spoken to the Lord. So when Aaron and the people of Israel saw the radiance of Moses' face, they were afraid to come near him. When Moses finished speaking with them, he covered his face with a veil. So get this. Moses goes up, you know, Ten Commandment moment. God is inscribing things on rock with a finger, which is super cool. He comes back carrying the terms of this agreement, and he's literally glowing. Now, that's terrifying. If all of a sudden somebody you know shows up at your house and they're actually glowing, how many know that's a, that's a little nerve-wracking? Moses literally terrified the people. Nobody wanted to talk to him, so he had to start wearing a veil. He would walk around wearing a veil because every time he went into the presence of God, he, he just lit up like, I don't know, a Care Bear. He just started glowing from the inside out. Something in his body was changing. He was glowing because he encountered the presence of Jesus. In one translation, it says that his countenance was changed. I think it's safe to say that hope looks good on you. And if we're being honest, hope does wonders for your complexion. See, the same thing can happen to you and to me when we get into proximity with Jesus. In other words, when we get close to Jesus or when he gets close to us. The Bible says in, in John 14 that, that the Jesus and the Father come and make their home in our hearts. 
So when we get close to God, he gets close to us, and we make room for him, we begin to trust him. He actually begins to transform us from the inside out. We don't necessarily start glowing, but in many ways, we do start glowing. Things start to change. Things start to rattle loose. We, we, we start to smile a little bit more. We become a little bit more joyful. I love this in, in Psalm 138. It says, in the day when I cried out, you answered me and made me bold with strength in my soul. Something happens when Jesus gets into my heart and when it gets into my soul, something begins to happen. I get bold. Maybe I lack confidence. I can tell you that this will be the best summer ever for you, not because you've got swagger, not because you're more confident, uh, but because you've got Jesus in your life and he's transforming you from the inside out as you Trust him. Psalm 28, 7 says, The Lord is my strength and shield. I trust him with all my heart. He helps me, and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. Now, I just I have a mental picture of all of you going home, having an encounter with Jesus, and then just bursting into song and, and creating an incredible uh, musical at Swiss Chalet. I think that would be amazing and a great way to have lunch if you just started bursting out to, and I ran out of that grave, you know? And, and while you're pouring gravy. So I think it would be amazing. But there's something that can happen deep inside of us when we begin to create room, when we make space, when we Marie Kondo our hearts, get rid of all the junk and the clutter, and allow Jesus to do his thing in the depths of who we are. Uh, We had Desiree's grandpa at our house, and uh, he went outside one day and he said, see that weed over there? I was like, yeah, what about it? He's like, you need to take that out. I'm like, yeah, totally on the to-do list. Have not yet removed it. Uh, He's like, that's going to turn into a tree. And I'm like, I know you're a voice of wisdom and experience, but I just don't feel like that's even a real thing, a weed turning into a tree. Well, fast forward about a year and a half, and apparently that weed turned into a tree. It literally has like bark, and it's growing. And people are like, oh, that's a nice tree. I'm like, not a tree, totally a weed. Uh, it's out in front of our house, and it's in front of the utility box, and its, its roots started going down so deep that it actually started to push the utility box, like where our cable is, like up out of the ground. And roots are strong. Roots actually have the ability to change the landscape around them. Roots can choke off sewer, uh, sewer pipes. They can, they can get into foundations. They can cause all kinds of damage. They can raise sidewalks. They can cause all sorts of damage. But the incredible thing here is that the Apostle Paul, praying for us for inner strength, prays that we would discover this strength that's only available through the power of Jesus and his Holy Spirit. And then he says this in verse 17. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Can I ask you a question? What makes you strong? If you had to put your finger on it, if you had to self-diagnose yourself, what is the thing in your heart and in your life that you would say gives you strength? What do your roots go down into? You might say that your roots go down into your work and you get 
strength from your sense of identity and purpose for the work that you do. But can I tell you that if your roots, the things that's feeding you life and nutrition and nutrients and giving you strength, if, if your roots go down into something that's finite, you will have a limited capacity and ability to thrive. Because the thing that's feeding you, the moment it gets choked out, we become broken. See, I'm convinced that most of us live tired, exhausted, and broken lives because our root systems are broken. We need to tap into a source that is not conditional and that is not limited. Let your roots go down deep into God's love and he will keep you strong. As we continue to look at Ephesians 3.17, it says, Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. You have to give him some room to work, some space to work in the depths of your heart and in your soul. Your roots will grow down into God's love, meaning that there is a continued growth that's available. Roots don't stop. Trees can grow to unlimited heights. You can grow to unlimited heights when you're tapped into the right source, when you get the right energy, when you've got the right foundation. It gives you strength. You can, you can do things that you never thought possible. It's how the Apostle Paul closes out this prayer at Ephesians 3.20 when it says that now uh, you'll do things so far beyond anything that you could ever ask, hope, or imagine, or dream. That's what happened when Jesus gets involved. But did you catch this? It says your roots will grow down into God's love. It will keep you strong. We are strong when we are rooted in the love of God. This is where the actual transformation starts to happen. Uh, I know it's the summer. I know it's wedding season. You've probably heard this, but I think we need to jump into it. And I think it'll start to help us understand what's actually going on in the inside of us. This summer, if you're so desperate for inner strength, if you're so desperate for confidence, if you're so desperate for rejuvenation, let your roots go down into Christ's love, but just watch out because you're not going to come out of summer looking the same. It's going to be the best summer ever, but it's going to roll into the best fall ever because you're going to live, work, function, talk, communicate in, the, in a way that you never thought possible before when you let your roots grow down into God's love. So what does the love of God look like? What does our source look like? We find it in 1 Corinthians 13. If you're still with me, say, I'm with you. Okay, Calgary, you could do better. You could do better. I'm just saying that you can do better. Come on, if you're ready, say, I'm ready. Stony Plain, also do better. Spruce Grove, you're right on point as usual. Uh, great job. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 says, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. Come on, somebody. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. In his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen Covey says this, We see the world not as it is, but as we are. We see the world not as it is, but as we are. Think about that for a moment. 
Perception is reality. We think that we've got an objective worldview, that we're understanding what's happening. But if we're being really, really honest, the truth is we're seeing the world through our perspective, which means we're seeing the world through our success. We're seeing the world through our losses. We're seeing it through our defeats and through our victories. We see the world as we see it, not as it truly is. We see the world as we are from the state of being that we are living in. If you are living in fear, you will see a terrifying world. If you're living a joyful life, you will see opportunities brimming and bristling and fun to be had around every corner. See, Jesus wants to meet you exactly where you are today, wherever that is. He wants to meet you in this moment. He's inviting you to let your roots go deep into his love so he can begin not only changing your root system, not only giving you strength so that you can make it through to tomorrow, but he wants to meet you where you are today so he can begin transforming you to the inside out. You see, this is our source material. The love of God is our source material. It is our source. God himself is love. It tells us that in 1 John. But as we tap into him, it begins to change our attributes. Did you get it? Love is patient and kind. Guess what? When your root system is tapped into love, you might be a jerk today, but I can tell you the more of Jesus you have, he's going to start rounding off the rough edges and you're going to become patient and kind. You're like, I'm not a patient person. Well, thank God you got Jesus. It says, love is not jealous or boastful. You might have a pride problem today that's pushing people away. But when the love of God begins to feed you and becomes your source, he begins to wash away your need for ego or bravado to prove your worth. You begin to know that you are loved, period don't need to prove anything to anyone. And guess what? That same ego that defines you is transformed into a person who's confident, self-assured, knows that they're loved by God, and who actually brings people in because of the confidence that they carry within themselves. Let your roots go down deep into God's love. To continue the thought from the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 3.18. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. Apostle Paul falls to his knees praying for his friends and for his family. And today... I stand here and I desperately cry out to the same creator of the universe that you might from the unlimited glorious resort that's only found in Jesus, that you might find and know what it is like to have an inner strength and power through the power of the Holy Spirit, but that not only would you know what inner strength feels like, but that we would change our source, that we would change where we get our confidence from, where we get our identity from, that we would tap into things that are eternal, not temporary, that we would let our roots go down into Christ's love, and that that love would begin to transform us right here, right now.